Hello and welcome to a Pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan and I'll be your storyteller and editor for this episode. This game you're listening to is a collaborative effort between us here at a Pair of Dice Lost, the crew is sponsored by Nobody, and Holden Shearer. You can find the At The Table full session experience at sponsorednobody.podbean.com, and the newest version of Exalted vs. World of Darkness can be found at holdenshearer.wordpress.com. Links as always will be in the show notes. On this episode, the atrocity squares up with Prince Mithras and all their loyal cronies. This is Exalted vs. World of Darkness, City of the Bull God, Season 2, Episode 52, Earthbound. Brendan, as the storyteller. Peter as Sir Rigel Star, the Celestial Sensor, a Solar Twilight. Devin as End of Sadness of the Infernal Exalted. Holden as Layla Church of the Infernal Exalted. And Sam as Rowan of the Katimian Exalted. If you guys could give me a quick recap of what happened leading up to exactly where that we are right now, because some shit went down last episode. Because the Rubicon declared war on heaven. Yeah. I love every part of that description. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Kaisar's Legion. Well, we told everybody to. And Rowan had a slap fight on a roof. We talked about our feelings and how we were going to acknowledge them in, uh, a, roo- in, a, in a rooftop setting that has no context that matters because it's not the same Rowan. And I thought that it would matter or there was an alternate version where Rowan was on that rooftop, but it turns out no. So we just had a nice talk on a random rooftop. It could be that way. I'm sorry for ruining your parade. <laughs> no, it's good. It's 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 better that End of Sadness constantly fucks this stuff up. It's funnier. <laughs> <laughs> and it triggered a it limit happens. break. So, ah, oh, yeah, right, right, right. It did garner a limit that. break that's uh, going to come into effect at the, uh, uh, I think, the second round of what's about to happen. The problem with you fucking exalted players who have limit and limit breaks is that you're always afraid of them or keeping track of them or tallying how close you are. I just constantly act like end of sadness is limit breaking over like stuff they limit break over, and I just ride the worm on it. It's fucking great. I constantly make choices and actions. Anastasis constantly makes choices and actions that they never bear the consequence of and never really see any negative press from. <laughs> I'm just saying, limit breaking is great, and I think everyone should be doing it all the time. The first thing is probably awesome. I'll go on record uh, as someone who this is uh, the first time where that I've had a character not only once but twice limit break. And also this is only within 13 sessions uh, twice for you, Rowan. So uh, good uh, job, bud. Um, I like to it's use been alchemies. They're fun. They're really good. No, they're, they're it's should, like your Batman. But there should absolutely be like some kind of mechanic where that you in like exalted where that you can just like get extra power but you get limit for it uh, honestly that's, that's coming honestly that's probably the best version of the different exalt playbooks that holden's been pumping out for the demake where limit is baked into the charm options so it's not like i don't know I, I still don't like getting kicked in the dick by limit like even if i love limit breaking constantly all day every day but if i had a solar charm that's like this charm makes you lets you never betray your intimacies because it's righteous lying defense Oh, by the way, though, if you take one limit, you can extend it to someone you have an intimacy with for a scene. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to do that a lot. Yeah, it's good. I like that sort of mechanic. 
right? I definitely want to creep closer and closer towards undoing everything I care about and everything I've worked towards in an act of hubris that ruins me. Hercules did that shit all the time and he loved it. Not as, you know, wife and kids, but he did. <laughs> so, uh, besides having that heart to heart on the uh, the Sky Garden, I guess, maybe of 20 Fenchurch Street, um, I believe that also Rowan did some cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, made an announcement that there's a nuclear radiological event in London to evacuate it and to prepare for the fight because we are bringing Stonehenge to London. Yeah, yeah you space-time shenanigans. You swapped buildings. You swapped Stonehenge with Fenchurch Street, so we basically just dumped it in the middle of nowhere to be destroyed. You yeah, set off I the bomb. Yeah, I think we're sending uh, like a Tim Hortons to Rastonbury or something. No, you're sending 20 Ventures straight to Stonehenge. Yeah, yeah, we swapped it because I infected it with a bunch of nonsense and I also tied it full of glitter bombs because I assumed things were going to go a little differently than they would and it just, the bit didn't work. But you gotta be fine. Well, I mean, you know... Coated in glitter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you are. I was now also coated in glitter. By the way... Look, look, don't be worried. Don't be worried. That glitter, even if they don't see it now, they'll see it later because it's not biodegradable. So they'll they'll oh get the God. message eventually. <laughs> I was the only victim of your prank. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, the environment and the and the king's swans. They're, they're definitely they're definitely gonna get a bunch of glitter in their gullets and die. Oh no. Uh, the king's swans. Well, those are the universe. <laughs> no, they're the queen there... swans at this point in the timeline. Oh, right, it's right. Still about the year in time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's still slow. early this year. It's it's we're like February Marchish, I think. Twenty twenty two. Was there anything else that happened? Uh, bro, unlimited, bro, and it will probably have some impact on our final fight. Uh, yep. Yep. Wasn't uh, sure if there was anything else that I was missing before I dove into a small description I had written. Oh, Spirit moved Rowan back into London. Oh, shit. You asked me questions I didn't answer on Discord. Uh-huh. I fucking forgot. Uh, uh, well. Yeah, there's some, wanna, probably some entire huge other scene, and like somebody who just finished listening to it is screaming at their computer right <laughs> now. And uh, to that person, all I can say is I don't care. It's been weeks. You know what you're it, doing. It, it's, been, it's been like three weeks. You we, should know what you're in for by now. Stuff. You don't put Stuff has come up. It happens. This show without picking up a pattern. <laughs> well, also, end of Sunday prepared all his cruise missiles to shoot at London. Uh, yeah, yeah just in case. prepared yeah, all of right. their cruise missiles to shoot at London. <laughs> you're right. And got hit with a rolled up newspaper repeatedly. Uh, you told me I had to tell you before I do something fucking crazy, and I did. No, it sort of popped out in the middle of a conversation. That is not. I told you what I was going to do that was fucking crazy, exactly like you asked of me. It's pretty fucking crazy to nuke the world. And that's why we evacuated London. Yeah. Devin, if there's anything that you want to add into uh, what that I have written up, please let me know. I've kind of taken a little, I don't want to say a little bit of liberty, but. So oh, you know, I, how, I know I know some of your shit pretty how, well. How I imagine the 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 core of this to go is, you know, how the Gamma Cave was underground. It's not anymore. Um, for us to prep for the fight after we evacuate town, I'm going to have the Gamma Cave heave itself up from underneath London and burst through the city streets like uh, some sort of citadel. Uh, because on top of it, we're going to drop uh, Stonehenge. Right? That was the plan. 
dump Stonehenge right on top in the middle of the combat. Uh, uh, Stonehenge is getting switched. It's not getting dropped. It's getting switched. Well, let's just say the Gamma Cave was under Fenchurch Street this whole time. Yeah, I mean, that makes perfect sense. Perfect. All right, so where, where Stonehenge was, now it's on top of um, one of, like, like a, a recreation of the Hell of Other People, which is some sort of large megastructure, weird scaffold skeletal hellscape um, that is made to like hold uh, uh, Fomori troops in a matrix. So there's a lot of twisting, coiling metal and like rebar and broken city street tossed up. There's clearly like support structures coming out of the ground all around Fenchurch street, like, like towers and, and microphones or speaker systems or missile launching platforms. I have advanced technology. So all the stuff is drilling its way up for stuff that'll come up later. There are like cauldrons bursting out of skyscrapers nearby that have like holes in them that drones fly out of. Um, there are rats everywhere. Cyborg rats, smart rats. Uh, I, took London Zoo and turned them into monsters. So they're all just meandering around. We got Fomore here. We got Pentex Fomore that are going to go first. We got those fucking werewolves, the robots that Pete bought, and then the robots that we make in the hell. It's I all think here. the werewolves just agreed to stay out of this. No, 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 no. You're thinking of the good werewolves, not the Pentex werewolves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. black spiral dancers. Yeah, yeah, fuck all them. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. We're, we'll get to them. Um, and yeah, so... If there's anything specific I put down other than just, you know, in your mind picture what this looks like, you know, an autocathonian hellscape basically bursting through London. All of the like like smart dog robots, like you know those those what what do you call those Boston dynamic dogs? They've all been made to have like large platforms on them so that people can yeah, gremlinized hellscape, but no flesh Pete. Not 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 like a gremlin kind of fleshy hellscape, but those, those boss dynamic dogs are made to be mobile sacrificial altars because if someone does ritual sacrifice in my hell to me, it increases the borders of the hell a little bit. And I'm assuming that that cult army we're going to be dealing with from the bull god is going to be here. So my people are going to be grabbing enemies they disable in the fight and human sacrificing them during the fight to keep expanding my borders so they can't escape the borders of the fight. I don't want them to ring out. Ringing out would be lame. That's completely fair. Yeah, just they're not going systems, to ring out TV screens, you know, robots. It's a nightmare. Big nightmare. I emptied out London Zoo. Look up every animal in London Zoo, listener, and they're all turned into monsters for more. I that's it. That's all. I'll throw. All in. right. Uh, I hope I don't forget anything. Cause it'd be stupid if I have to interrupt. If you, you that's if thing. you did just add it into the description I'm about to give. Sure. This is kind of a unique perspective that I feel like that Rowan gets as that he's being flown back to, uh, Back from 20 Fenchurch Street, well, 20 Stonehenge Street at this point, uh, back towards uh, London. For you, Rowan, as your crew is uh, getting ready to finish up this fight, London is in shambles. There are probably those who stayed to observe, uh, air quotes on observe, or because they couldn't be moved or couldn't be bothered, are in for the sight of their lives. Werewolves stalk the streets in roving packs of fangs and fury. As the Archimedes laser building is replaced with the ancient Stonehenge, the sun is blotted out. 
as vampires and ghouls that are still that are still loyal to Prince Mithras are going to be are going to begin clashing with those who have chosen a new set of masters. There are a few of the will workers that you all have made friends with uh, that are now clashing with uh, demonic entities hell bent on seeing their masters will be done. Uh, there are multiple thralls of Mithras throughout all of London that uh, stayed or hid when the evacuation order was called. Chaos is in the streets as techno organic life forms from a different place help bolster the ranks and a fleet of self-driving cars form barriers. Above the chaos, the call has been put out to more will workers, mostly the Order of Hermes, riding the winds of chaos uh, that have warped reality and for the first time in centuries, witches ride brooms and hurl magic as night witches strike to save the world. Inside the chaos, a purple-eyed woman communicates and observes the forces, keeping the masses of dead that would and would-be heroes and other things not of this world away from the Eye of the Hurricane. The Eye of the Hurricane sits Stonehenge, located at what once was 20 Fenchurch Street. And Rowan, for a moment, you are knocked slightly incensed as Big Ben chimes out for the first time in years as the owl slams back into it. And that's when reality all around you all starts to go wrong. Oh no. The world around you is chaos. There is grass and pavement and technology and organic bits crawling and mutating uh, as that the hell of other people and a demon of chaos have kind of intersected where that they are. As the sphere of reality warping chaos that Stonehenge naturally exudes when that Mithras is using its powers is intersecting with uh, End of Sadness's own hell that is now on Earth. It is doing its best to keep things useful to it and not helpful to you, but it is... The best that I can put it is it's coming to a stalemate where it's not getting any negatives. It is as... Peter put in the chat, the wild versus Autochthonia. It is order versus chaos. And on the very edges of this battlefield and the lines you all have drawn, every now and again, a few... a few of the dead, the mindless dead, roaming the streets. Revenants, zombies, whites whatever you want to call them. Every now and again, a few of them slip through. As you all are there at Stonehenge, there are two people who kind of come out of the shadows. The first is Rowan. 
kind of Rowan that you hung out with for a couple months, that uh, hung out with you all at Elysium. The one who ate a dinosaur. Well, actually, many dinosaurs. And the other guy is someone you've never seen before. A corpse walking. He's got a big axe on his back and long flowing hair. A couple months ago, not that you all really cared that much when it had happened, but you guys did assault uh, the 20 Fenchurch Street at that time. There was a bomb threat called in. A lot of weird things happened. One unfortunate guy got pushed off into traffic, got flung through a street window, and, uh, well, long story short, he's here now. As that everything is there, everything is looking to you all, I guess it's time to roll initiative and figure this shit out. <laughs> um, both before we both do that. <laughs> oh, before that you do that. Uh, I mean, how how is everybody, like, we got intros for, like, all the badness going on. How have we rocked up? I was just oh, yes, please. <laughs> I, know, I know that Rowan is uh, going to get his intro in uh, on the second round, but for the other three, please give me, this is our last session, give, give me something cool. I mean, we could always press the button and see who goes first. Button. Yeah, let's do initiative. Let's do initiative. Button. The, button. Button. The, button. the button. The button. The button. The button. The button's been pressed. <laughs> I got the highest initiative and I don't get to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, Rowan. You get to spend it running down the stairs of Big Ben. Which, by the way, fun fact, uh, Big Ben's been in repair for like the last like oh, yeah. three or four years or something. So that's why that the... Uh, I actually know that, that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's just, why the thing that Big Ben chimed. I'm actually like fine with going week. last. I'm actually fine with going last because I have a thing. Okay. All right, Pete. What are you up to? I'm initiative twelve. You're initiative sixteen. And all right, this. fine. Right under uh, the Stonehenge, wherever it's on, where Fenchurch was, because remember it's been raised up a bit onto a platform because the gamma cave burst out of the ground. Uh, the shielded nuclear mirror reflecting reactor of the gamma cave is there, directly under Stonehenge, and it's made of, you know, sliding metal panels that kind of shift and change to, like, better reflect the radiation inside on its dark master. All those slats open up like a vent system and, like, retract to reveal a giant monster throne, <laughs> you know, made it of... It makes a doom door noise. It makes so many good sound effects that make your brain go good. It even does the Diablo 2 a gem has fallen noise. And that's right. the best noise ever. Think. Um, so within miles around London, all at once, this... Okay, look, so listeners, look up Aphex Twin's song, Ventolin, all right? Just look that up now while you're listening. Take a pause, just put that up. <laughs> that is going to be what's running for miles around London, but it's not just Ventolin, because of course it's going to be remixed, because I'm in my Shinte form. It's Ventolin mixed with the sounds of, like, industrial machines, like, smashing into each other, mixed with World War II air raid sirens, mixed with the screaming chants of the damned calling for vengeance and blood, uh, going through every speaker grill... In like I think all of Greater London, based on how the the range of the Shinte form power works. Mm -hmm. Sitting in the throne is the Viator of Null Space. End of sadness is not present for this combat. 
they're a big, giant, your favorite interpretation of what the Viator of Null Space looks like in Exalted, uh, broken down and rotting and rusted. One of their arms is, is like missing below the shoulder or no, below the elbow and just has like wires and braided cable hanging onto a hunk of broken metal that would have been the rest of the arm. You know, it has seven eyes and some of them are scratched up and damaged, but they all move in different directions. And one of them is always looking into space. And yeah, the Viator is big and in charge and glowing with that silver infernal radiation that End of Sadness puts out, now being his, uh, the Viator's a he, so his heart in the center of his chest cavity beaten away. And yeah, the Viator gets up now that everyone's here, strolls off his throne, reaches down and picks up a worshiper and basically like razzles them as if they were like a pet or a cat and gently puts them down because the Viator's gentle with the worshippers. He's not a monster. Uh, and just strides out of the throne room, uh, big as life, staring at the sky, opening its mouth, making that same music from its mouth. All the other Fomori, animal and man, do the same thing, and they all scream and sing in the background music the Viator generates from their Shinte form. <laughs> Waiting for someone to step right the fuck up and start some shit. So you're in your Shinte form then? Yeah, End of Sadness is not here right now. Oh, Okay. I get to be in my Shinte form whenever Fun. I want in my hell. Fun. Yeah. So then technically on it. Uh, so, uh, so I guess you are on initiative 14 then. That's right. So then technically Mithras goes first. Yeah, absolutely. Or I'm sorry. Stonehenge goes first. Oh yeah, sure. Intro. Well, we're doing the character intro. So like, right. Yeah. Okay. I guess we should probably get a character intro for uh, Rigel and then Layla. Well, Rigel just looks like himself. He doesn't have any cool transformation or anything, you know. Go his Did he bring like a special jacket. combat bow tie? <laughs> <laughs> no, he just looks like himself, you know. Gray suit, brown overcoat. And yeah, get on his sunglasses again. There we go. Layla is the last uh, last on the scene, but prior to Rowan, um, having made her way up out of the Thames and through the carnage going on in the surrounding streets, she's also in sh already in Shintai form, which fucking the only time I'm going to be able to use the signature function I have on that charm. Um, what does her Shintai look like? Wasn't she like a centaur? Yeah. Uh, well, yes, but but replace but find replace horse with goat, um, with curling brass horns and and big jagged blades instead of hands. I remember that from when that you killed all those Nazis. <laughs> um, having had a, a few minutes on the way here, knowing we're heading for a fight, I'd also like to already have. Um, Viridian Legend exoskeleton up already, so all that, but clad, pulverized uh, masonry and brass. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's fucking sick. Mm, should yeah. they get on yeah. cost essence or what? Yes, it, it Not me, though. <laughs> uh, the Shintai transformation? No, because I have free transformation will submerge. That's why I arrived by uh. the way of the Thames. Yeah, we're, otherwise, we're yes, I'd be down essence. Uh, otherwise, yes, I'd be down essence and moment. And as she arrives on the scene, uh, at Fenchurch Street, she takes a moment to just run that, those brass blades over the top of a 
nearby fire hydrant so that we have the whole street getting sprayed with water. And to just eye eyeball up the weird weird fluctuations going on around the conjoined mass of stone and steel that has now become Stonehenge. And then to look through that to the heart of the monster inside. I'm spending them out. And I am opening up this shindig with naked wicked souls. Okay. So, real quick. I know the I know I know that you're doing that. But I was just kind of getting character introductions of like you all stepping onto the field of battle. Yeah, that's why I went to go last. <laughs> okay. Because um, there are, you know, combat characters that are going to go before you. Or uh, I, what I should say is the I enemies get, still get a turn. I do not get a turn to look at Stonehenge before the fight starts. Because like Holden gets cool. Mm, you know what? You know what? Knowing time. what? Yes, this this takes up one entire turn. So if this is, so otherwise I am having to get up the whole first round of combat to do knowing knowing style thing. Knowing what this does, I will count that as turn zero. So if you guys have any other like cool right. like non combat turn zero shit to do, I'm totally cool with that. Like, basically, you, you cannot do damage to them, but you can do emotional damage. The worst type of damage. I, I know. So, Holden, I believe that that role that you needed for that specific charm was at difficulty of their wits plus subterfuge. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> actually, it's a difficulty three. Oh, that's really weird. Uh, wits three zero in subterfuge. Mithras doesn't lie to his people. Three successes. Oh wait a minute. Sorry, four successes. I forgot to click off one. Okay. Three successes on that. Those without the book cracked open, naked wicked souls is basically staring into the darkness of somebody's heart and gaining knowledge of their greatest sin. So this should be interesting. Well, they've rebelled against God, so probably that's it. <laughs> you said with four successes? Yep. So it's not going to be something that uh, they don't know. But it's pretty close. You know, I've had two months, to, almost two months to think on this. And it's still like, you doing that charm is still hitting me a little. Like, what do I even do with this? <laughs> There are so many sins to pick from. What would the worst sin of an Earthbound be? You want me to throw a suggestion at you? Oh, please. Creating us. (laughs) Which is what he did. He made us. He made certain we would become exalted and get the power. And now that we have the power, we're never going to let it go. That's the biggest mistake. That's the biggest that's mistake. A, no, that's a, a sin. What we're going to do to this planet is not within the design of his, of our father who art in orbit around Jupiter. What we do to this place with this power that Mithras gave us is going to be not on the god list. Neither is he fucking... As much as I enjoy that idea, I don't think that that would be... Mithras's greatest sin. 
Yeah, we're about 15 minutes away from it being his greatest regret. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that Mithras's greatest sin is, without a doubt, his... Would be his... Would, it, obviously, his greatest sin in the eyes of a just and caring god is... Uh, that he rebelled against uh, against the throne, that he did the thing and followed Lucifer. But that's not interesting that you could do that at a million different demons. Sins are a little bit more, a little bit less, a little bit more technical. And I think that the thing that, is his greatest sin or his greatest regret would be not putting a tighter leash on everything and thinking that he could predict everything. Uh, he, like the, the best way that I can put it is, is that he is the sin of pride. He believed so truthfully that he knew better which is why that he was so good at hiding he could have all of his thralls do all the work for you all and it wouldn't point to him but it would or it would only point in very vague ways and because that he didn't show himself because he didn't put fear in you all he's now suffering the consequences so his sin is his greatest sin is pride do you think that that covers that Holton or should I find something more interesting that covers it this guy's greatest sin is that he forgot his name and, and his father's face Listen, I heard that you're not supposed to shoot without knowing the face of your father, so... Right? I don't even try to reference King. I'm referencing this fucker. <laughs> so, I believe it's time that we get back to uh, the initiative order. So well, who's we on just first? went through the initiative order, so button time now. <laughs> yeah, button, the button. Press the button. We got the initiative press introduced here. Stop, so. stop pressing <laughs> the button. Press the button when Sam, you can't use it. press. We press the button. It's gotten worse for you guys. Are you sure? Yeah, press it again. Just like that episode of Invader Zim that the only one ever saw. Where every time he presses the button, he dies a little more. Okay, you know what? Sure. Let's see if I can get a better initiative roll then. Okay. No, no, it's not. Press the button, Peter. I command. Do it. Do it, you coward. Oh, that's worse. Ooh, it's worse. Everybody got worse. I started at initiative oh. 18. I've gone down to 16. <laughs> uh, let's see. So I see Rigel and End of Sadness's Shinte form at 16. I mean, all the enemies went down a little bit. <laughs> Eat shit. Layla's still going last. There you go, of course. I'll, we'll see. I don't know. You rolled a one there, bud. Roll. I rolled a fucking one. Um, Why did I don't understand. Your initiative mod's really good. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter if my initiative roll is shit, apparently, so. <laughs> There's like an infernal charm that gives you 30 initiative to your die roll. It's a, it's an Adjurjan. Take that Adjurjan charm. Adjurjan. 
So, um, with me more or less going last, except for... Uh, more or less. Except for when it comes to Layla. Um, <laughs> please, tell me how that you're going to uh, screw over Negaroan, uh, Philip the Wise, or Stonehenge. Who's going first? I know I'm tied with Rowan, but... What, what, you have the higher initiative mod in that point. Oh, yeah, I do. All right, I will hold. Uh, the Viator is basically 15 feet tall and stomping through the field, looking around near Stonehenge and slowly walking up staircases that are all around the core of the Gamma Cave throne room to get to the top where Stonehenge is. And as he walks up, the entire area tessellates like a Cybertronian planet into giving him... Um, a big ass jaws of life covered in industrial chainsaws to start sawing through Stonehenge with his hands. Like a big pneumatic fucking stone saw. Ah, so, so, so Ghost Riders, <laughs> Spirit of Vengeance style. Yeah, just slowly walking up there, revving it up. Uh, probably doing throat sound songs that sound like chanting that's coming from him and the cultists. Um, I don't have stats for a giant pneumatic saw. I'm just assuming it's the right tool for the job. I mean, you're you're not wrong. I just don't have stats for it. It doesn't really uh, need stats. Any like action? Chainsaw? No, no, no. I don't need stats for it. It's not a weapon. I'm not fucking wielding it with melee. I'm just gonna. T it's like okay. It's like a screwdriver. You wouldn't ask me to give you stats for a screwdriver. You'd say, "Oh, you have a screwdriver. It's very easy for you to unscrew screws." This is all that this is doing. It's just visual. Okay, so it's basically just like your strength, your, your strength and brawl attack, or whatever. It's just perfectly suited to ripping apart a Stonehenge. If this Stonehenge okay. is magically delicious and superior, then it's not going to do shit. That's fine. Yes, it is. I don't, I don't care about that. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just not taking an action. This is my held action. I'm just okay. The Viator is lazily walking up to Stonehenge to start defacing it. Then I believe the other person who goes on a 16 would be Rigel. Okay, well, before End of Sadness just takes over that, you know, spot there, I guess I'll start activating my Ancient Sorcery by first firing out my Excellency and then doing the focusing on Butterflies at a discount because I took that Ancient Sorcery is cheaper and better and so nice. on. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, the big question is, how does the reliquary soak aggravated damage? That's a good question. Um, hold in. Uh, Death of Obsidian Butterflies, does that damage um, scenery? Like, big scenery, oh, like yeah, structural damage? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the butterflies. They stay behind afterwards. They're Plus, I also fast. have Edge of Morning Sunlight that deals aggravated damage to demons. So yeah, so yeah, this is okay, in, yeah. In that case, then yeah, um, Mithras's reliquary get fucked. <laughs> can it soak it or not? Uh, um, it can soak it. It, it. He does have a thing that allows him to soak aggravate to try to soak aggravated damage. Well, he can't just do that. I mean, I do that all the time. No, he can't just no-sell it, but he has to roll it. He does, because it's a reliquary, he gets to just cut a lot of the damage, too, right? Um, because it, it is a location reliquary, he... Ooh. Uh, that's what gives him the higher-than-obscenely average health pool. Um, okay. Yeah. So... so 
Um, with a perfect reliquary, he can soak his stamina times two uh, automatically. Uh, with the location, he can still soak worth his uh, stamina and uh, uh, faith score, I believe, mm-hmm. as a roll, but okay. he can't like just auto-soak it. Oh, okay. So he's still extremely tough, but he's not just like whopping 10 off the bottom. Okay. Right. Okay, so that's 19 damage aggravated. Jesus! Oh, Jesus! Don't be a creature of darkness. Don't be on the other side of his spells. Perfect twilight. How? <laughs> I rolled How 20 dice. Nice. Difficulty 4. Emerald induction technique. There we go. Lower difficulty. Yeah. Even at willpower to this, so... Oh, Jesus, God. Okay. So, how much does he soak out of that? He soaks 10 damage. Wow. Not bad. Okay. That's still and 9 feeling... <laughs> That's still 9 ag, which is not easy to heal. Oh, that's how it is. Okay. So, the... The, the death of obsidian butterflies comes launching out of Rigel's hands and just starts embedding itself into key points in Stonehenge. And you all can see the chaos that is this hurricane of reality warping bullshit that uh, that Mithras has caused. And you can see like faces inside of the eye of the hurricane, like screaming as like lightning strikes hit it. You see particularly one face that kind of reflects off of the viators. Uh, I don't want to say grill, but like the, the reflective mm-hmm. surface of it looks like almost like a screaming bull head with like uh, lightning behind it. There we go. So, hold on. Is Ancient Sorcery an action? Because... Yes. Okay. Extremely, yes. <laughs> technically, I have enough essence per turn to launch it twice, but I don't think I can split my action like that. No. Okay. So, okay. anyway, that was my turn. 16. 16. Next up is Rowan at 14, who is currently running down the steps of Big Ben. I am so glad that I have history editing merch. What does that Uh-oh. mean? Uh, it lets me basically teleport across the battlefield. Oh, nice. Except it's I still have to city. walk. I still have to walk everything. I just, you don't have to see it. Okay. So does that mean oh. that you get to... Uh, Skip oh. the thing, or let's take a look. Let's see how far I tell uh, teleport. Question quote unquote. I think that's like they said the Eagle Charm were like, Oh, you get to the end point, you could have walked, but you don't walk in between. So, like, if there's a guard patrolling some rules, they didn't see you passing, but you know, need to be able yeah, to get this if it's covered still in have fire. You can't get through. I still have to walk through it, it's just it doesn't take any time. Nice, yeah. If it doesn't take any time, then you just appear on on the combat field, don't you? Uh, let's. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm stalling to find out where my stats are. <laughs> there oh, there's go. a distance. There's a distance limit. Yeah, uh, I'm rolling to see how far I go. So I guess fifty-six. Uh, this would not. This is not my doubles. Oh, sorry, I got X again. Okay, so six. That is. 
Uh, six times three, which is 180 yards. I don't want to ruin this all with fact checking, but I feel like that that's that's almost two football fields. I feel like that getting down from Big Ben and onto the battlefield that would be possible. Yeah, could be wrong. It's 164 meters. How many football fields is that? I don't know. I don't know. Do you guys not use the measure of things? Wait, wait. Do you guys not know about the measure of things website? Dude, dude, dude. A football field is 100 yards. Okay. Yes, so I go uh, football field and a half. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say that you you did it. Yay! You're you're in you're in combat because okay. you had a charm to let you get in combat. Well done, Barry Allen. Well done. I have walked this distance all to say nobody is going first, not without my permission. So, <laughs> not first, not Philip, not Negron, and not Teddy. Nobody's going first. I declare it so and cut everybody's initiative to zero. Oh my god. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, so. Okay, uh, well, Mithras is not going first. And gets his initiative cut to zero. Teddy is also not going first and gets his initiative cut to zero. Uh, Negaroan, I don't believe, has a charm to prevent that. I don't believe Wait. Charm. Wait, can you yeah, do that? Wait. Rowan, can you do that charm in the presence of Negaroan? Yes. I just can't activate my okay. al- uh, alchemies. Okay. So I guess that all the bad guys are going last. I mean, the only thing that changed is that they go after Layla, which not sure yeah. that's worth blowing up all that initiative. Oh, on, this but... lasts for four turns. Ah, okay, no. There Fair. it is. Blue shell, blue shell. <laughs> yeah, no, just going to throw blue shell at all of them. And the end of sadness is just going to continue holding for now. Yeah, I'm going to see what happens when we get to you. Well, I think that it's now Layla's turn. Isn't everything Rowan's done so far reflexive? Or Well, I, I used up all my moats. I can't actually do things. I just give you a thumbs up. Shoot someone oh. with a gun. I don't have a gun. Check your pant. Come on, audience. <laughs> check under your seat. <laughs> I've been hiding guns on you since the game started. <laughs> Alright, let me shoot my gun with the firearms zero. That's it. Okay. It's seven dice Who of lethal. Pulls out a, vid- a thoroughly be videodromed rat. Yeah, yeah, there he goes. One of the smart rats has the range attack Wait, power. Which one are you shooting? I don't let's not go with Nigger uh, Rowan. Yeah, I was gonna say I will let you know Teddy has not made him made his actual presence known. I was about so. to say, hasn't hasn't Teddy like not showed up yet? Yeah. Exactly. Oh. oh well then I can't do it because I don't know Teddy. He is here. But no, oh, he's yeah. he's on the scene. He just hasn't made his presence known. Well, I mean, well, you can't target somebody if you don't know they're there. Yeah. I mean, you can't. Not with that power anymore. No. Oh, okay. Well, then, there. yeah. Okay, so with my one over uh, essence, I assume the magical material forms instead. I become oh, very going. shiny. So shiny. Ooh. And for our readers, our listeners, mm-hmm. uh, yes. what does that do? Uh... I let's see, Rowan. Uh, this is a sidereal martial arts. He becomes an edifice of ancient perfection and starts gleaming like polished stone. He basically gets uh, a bonuses to soak, to damage, and 
plus five to initiative, so I'm super going first. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> but I'm also I can't do anything. I'm not combat. I get to do nothing very fast. <laughs> get to do nothing very fast. Yes. No, you probably okay. preempt Teddy and fuck him once he shows up. So that's that's something. Yeah. So, uh, since oh my god, Teddy still outranks me. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. So since the Teddy didn't get to get, or since Teddy is not affected, there is a pop in the air as uh, well, multiple pops in the air as uh, probably to those of you with keen senses, probably about four or five as uh, a couple random stoner looking guys, you know, the ones come out of uh, from behind Stonehenge and they all look and go, hey, that's not cool, guys. <laughs> this wasn't part of the plan. And they all in sync, rear back, hold the pin on a grenade and throw it towards the middle of Stonehenge. That's As cool. this happens. Who? Who's the stoner guy? We don't know this guy. Who's this asshole? Uh, it is one of Teddy's projections. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Good. Yeah. Uh, he, who I'm recognizing. He, he, he's normally kind of, uh, you, I think that Rigel saw him like once in his like actual body. Yeah. He's, he's a correspondence mage who prefers to give himself, uh, weird holograms. And he just did fucking what now? Uh, he threw a grenade. He threw what looks like a grenade into the middle of Stonehenge. And as it, it, Pops off. He is going to. It is going to detonate. As. And heal. A funhouse grenade. How far away is this? Um, it is going to take up the entire radius of uh of Stonehenge. Uh, which uh Stonehenge well, is not measure Stonehenge before. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Stonehenge is pretty big, I guess. I don't know. Just So it's going to take up the entire radius of basically like the battlefield of Stonehenge, which is going to basically put off weird sounds and kind of like funhouse mirror effects, which means that anything that's going to involve you all needing precise measurements or, or like visual acuity to hit things is going to now be at a plus two difficulty. Oh, as the air and the uh, everything around Stonehenge uh, basically acts like a funhouse mirror. Uh, this is also going to affect uh, the enemies. Oh, I'm going to take my action now that Teddy's done that. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Huh, Teddy, you possibly said the worst spot to possibly be, right Wait. in the center of the Death of Sea Butterflies. Wait, is... Teddy might not actually be there, though, because it's four of them, right? Yeah, there's, like, several. Yeah, there's, like, several of them. A-O-E. Anyway. Um, yeah, you know what, Pete? You're right. I will open up a full auto on the Teddy holograms with my assault rifle. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Like, it's not an assault rifle. We've been over this so many times, listeners. Don't even fucking start with me today, listeners. But the, the Viator of Nell's space sees that happen opens its mouth and pyramid shaped bullets hail out of it. Um, making like weird piston church screaming sounds. Please go ahead and roll that. 
Yeah, let me just spend uh, an essence, and uh, it's go time. Um, oh, right, yeah. Should take more. <laughs> Duh. Uh, yeah, okay. Full auto. Do I correctly remember? And if I spend an, uh, a willpower, I get a thing, right? I get a auto an success. An auto success, yeah. There's the one. There it is. Uh. Now, I know full auto adds 10 dice. Did it? Give what, did it? Okay, well, here's the thing. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Just Everyone, to nine. I don't. Let, let's just let's just peel um, back a bit. I was under the impression because this comes up every time we talk about guns in in World of Darkness that by mm -hmm. me saying I do full auto, I lose half my ammo and I get to hit multiple targets because there's like eight different versions of full auto. So I should have said that beforehand. My intent is just to hit a lot of people with my gun. Does it add like fifty more dice at difficulty nine or some shit? No. No, I mean I remember. There was a problem with the water that it. Oh my god! I, I don't want to get into. I, I don't want to get into multi actions and difficulties nine and get plus ten dice and sh I, ju I just want my weapon to have a tag that says Devin spends half his ammo and hits multiple targets. How many targets? Shut the fuck up. How many many seem plausible for the scene? It's a it's machine. Plus, it's plus two difficulty and adds ten dice and it expends your clip. You have to have. At least yeah, half a clip to use it. It's not hard. You have a play. magazine, but you're a demon thing, and you yeah. basically have limitless ammo, so who gives a fuck? Exactly, right? It's not really a drawback. I was just looking for a spend half a clip to hit multiple people, but yeah. You empty your remaining ammo, and you add 10 dice, but plus two. That's full on. And the 10 dice are, they're not included in the excellency, right? They're added on top of it? They're added on top of it. Oh. Thank fucking lord. Uh, okay, I'll roll again. 15 successes. Okay, sorry, I had hit. Them. And then you divide them between the people? Or? Oh, don't even start with me on that. Oh my god. I have you to do now. have to, yeah, you do have to divide them among the four Teddy clones. Uh, uh, I, I, I did miss that whole discussion about what you had to do. My It doesn't matter. Um, so <laughs> it's 15 successes, so that's seven and a half to go to two of them. So instead of seven and a half, I'll do like 3.75. So like three to four. Uh, sure. Uh, three no, no, up. What? A, you can distribute the dice to them from the 15 that you can Okay. Okay. And then we get to do damage. Okay. So what is the damage? And then you get a plus four on it. You, you hit him. It's going to be 11 aggravated. Okay. Just roll that once. I'm going to count it for the one person that's actually there that you hit. Okay. 10. As opposed. <laughs> okay. Take Teddy off the sheet. Can I do can I Can I finish him? Oh, yes, please. The Viard of Null Space, after screaming at Teddy, will find that, you know, only one of his bodies is left behind, grilled with bullets, clearly triangle-shaped bullets, and will walk up, make a shushing sound with all his machinery, pick Teddy up and cradle him in his hands, and bite him and bite him as per the picture Saturn devouring his children in oh, front of Stonehenge. Ugh. God. For, like, a brief moment, um, Teddy, who who looked kind of like this weird stoner tech bro that you had kind of vaguely seen at the museum, that you guys had kind of vaguely seen at Elysium, uh, he suddenly looks like this older guy who has a little bit of issue moving around. And as that his correspondence and all of his everything is put back into one spot you can just kind of see him just looking up at the viator and he's just going no 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 yeah 
and then he's gone. But Ooh, uh, can I send him the to- flash bomb that he threw out <laughs> still remains. Can I murder his meat him? Well, those stuff yes. Murder is Please meat. let us know what that does. Uh, bu- 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 where are you? Murder is meat. Whenever the Infernal murders a sentient being, the act nurses her as though she had just eaten a four-course meal. If she <laughs> plays a ghost or spirit, she can roll, make a roll to conjure a vortex that dissipates them to hell. And I get some essence. I guess oh, it's not a spirit or a ghost. Spirit. No. I just want to say if Teddy became a ghost or a spirit, they go to hell. Yeah, but alas, yeah, you I mean, he's bullshit. going to hell. Yeah, all right. Perfect. The Viator is happy. Viator is always happy. And you captured his soul. Da, da, da. Uh, I meant to ask fucking that. Peter, I'm assuming you gave us a bunch of soul traps. Yeah, I mean, going through this thing, everybody has plenty of yeah, soul right. gems. So, so whoever <laughs> is drawing this, if you're a fan that does fan art, please remember this because no one fucking seems to. Cover the Viator in hearthstones. <laughs> so many hearthstones. Yeah, soul so traps. They're called soul traps, but don't fucking even start with me, listener. It's a hearthstone. Yeah. Uh, One more soul. <laughs> Who's next? Since I didn't get to ever give any of these people a turn. Well, I think we've expended all of our turns. Yeah, we sure have. <laughs> I, think I thought Layla still had to go since uh, everyone oh. else is at zero now. Oh, wait. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, everyone else is at zero. So Layla is just crossing the street. Uh drawing her blades one across the other, raining sparks down onto the pavement. Does this draw any reaction from Nega, Rowan, or Philip? Is that a typo? Is he Philip? <laughs> uh, I think it is a typo. He is supposed to be Philip the Wise. And okay. to be um, Philip. Or Philip he the Wise. He can now be Philip the Wise. <laughs> uh, Nega, Rowan, and Philip are looking at you all. Negaroan is definitely more focused on uh, the Shinte form of End of Sadness, given uh, his experience uh, last time. Philip, on the other hand, is looking at who that he thinks is going to be the more interesting fight. Okay, well, let's uh, let's help him make that decision. Because Layla's anima erupts out around her, an expanding uh, lobe that mm-hmm. becomes greener, damper, and and then becomes a swirling vortex of water. Uh, actually, let me just start marking essence off here. This is going to be a lot. Um, uh, yeah, so this will expand out to uh, 40 yards around me in every direction. Uh, the, it's a, it's a boiling, literally boiling and acidic, uh, current of water. And it is fairly, it, and that sphere of water and that sphere of liquid, I should say, it's really more like boiling fat at this point. Um, fairly solid. There's so anybody caught in it is basically underwater. There's, there's no breathable air, uh, in this huge bubble surrounding Layla and taking up most of what used to be Ventured Street. And I guess now is Stoneham Street. But luckily, my amigos, uh, thanks to Fathomless Poison Haven, are immune to drowning and to harm from liquids. So this is only going to be a problem for 
uh, Mithras and his crew. Well, have, I don't think that you can drown Stonehenge. No, but it, it no. So Stonehenge probably doesn't care about drowning. Um, it potentially may care. Uh, okay. Don't forget that if what you're doing requires visual aid, uh, you are at a plus two difficulty. No, this is just everything caught in liquid. Uh, it has to soak three levels of lethal damage per turn. Ooh. I guess that'll happen on, on its turn, I guess. Uh, um, yeah, I, I think that makes sense as, as like an AoE effect. Yeah. Y you're in the bad red. Why did you stay in the bad red marker? Yeah, the entire battlefield is now more or less the bad red marker. So that's on, on their turns. They will be taking or soaking, I should say, pretty lethal. Um, so that's Layla's opening gambit. Uh, all of that, by the by, yeah, all that is reflexive. I still haven't used an action yet. Awesome. Now, as funny as it would be to like just jack uh, to just mind jack fill up with crowned with fury, I think we're going to go with our old tried and true friend, Green Sun Nimbus. The oh wait, I, oh wait, I, oh wait, I can. Uh, <laughs> I, I activate that after hitting, you know, so I've forgotten about that. It's been a while. So now instead we're it's been a while since you friend. fought some Nazis. Yeah, so we're going with our good friend Excellency, and that is going to follow. Good God, you can you you can activate a lot with your Anima flaring as an Infernal at Essence Four. Yeah, yeah, no, you can. Roids are king. That's five. Right? Roids are king. It's five, right? Five. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, five. it's five at Essence Four. It's six at Essence Five, I believe. Okay, well, uh, let's, uh, let's open... Uh, you know what? You know what? I'll actually not use Green Sun Nimbus Flare. I'll hold that in abeyance so I have an Ablation of Grass and Fire on deck. Because these guys are probably actually going to be pretty dangerous. In so, that attack would be 13. 13 dice to it. Difficulty... Okay, I am definitely wet at this point, so 5. Difficulty 5. I've remembered... For once in my fucking life, I actually remember boiling sea mastery. <laughs> and one stone subtract. And after all that, five fucking successes. Okay. Five successes to hit. To, to swing on Philip. Yeah, five successes to swing on Philip with my blades. I rolled so many threes, it it is like it's not even funny. Philip is going to see you coming at him. And in response to you coming at him, um, he is going to unsling his axe slash axe because he was a guitarist at one point. Mm -hmm. um, and he is going to reflexively... He is going to reflexively uh, spend one essence and one willpower to activate the charm Eye of the Tempest. For the rest of the scene, at the beginning of each yes. turn, roll Dexterity plus his choice of Brawl, Melee, or Athletics against difficulty 7. And then that's his basically his uh, dodge or parry DV, essentially. Mm -hmm. Like classic Exalted. So he's going to just have that active for the rest of the combat. Actually. Listen, I had to give you guys a challenge at some point. Ah, <laughs> uh, so let's see. What are his good stats? 
Well, for those of you who cannot see my screen, his good stats are going to be Dex and unsurprisingly melee. So let me see exactly what that he gets as his base to beat. He is at a base four. So it knocked me down to one success. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I do hit. Unless he's got something else. You do hit. Okay. As far as anything else... Uh, he's just got some good soak from inauspicious shadow plate, so... Okay. Well, I've got seven... And you're rolling with lethal damage, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Ah, miss cakes. Two successes. Uh, he got five on the soak. All right, then. So you come in to strike him, and it hits the axe, and you can see it, like... Drag your your metal claws like go through his chest, through the lungs, and everything, and you can see like the corpse get dragged away and then just reassemble. And he gives this throaty. <laughs> Did you really think you would kill that easily? <laughs> Do, do oh, I, I hear like that, or do I just hear... <laughs> no, he says that after that his lungs reassemble. I was thinking more because he's submerged in boiling fat, but okay. <laughs> well, you said only three feet, right? Oh, shit, he has to... Uh, wait, no, that's in his turn. No, that's not, that's not three, three feet, that's three dice. No, oh. We're, no, we're in How? a giant... All of boiling oil that's taking up the entire street. You, for for dramatic purposes, you hear it. Good. Okay. Let me do my weird corpse voice, <laughs> sir. All right, sir. Um. Thank you for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, why not leave a review or tell a friend about us? It helps get the good word out about the work that we put in. If you had any questions, you could send them to us on Twitter at a pair of dice lost or email us at a pair of dice lost at gmail.com. The theme song for this game is Rulers of Our Lands by Raphael Crux, used under a Creative Commons license. Other music in this episode was done by Kevin McLeod and Alexander Nakarada. I'll put the full list in the show notes. And for making it this far, go ahead and regain a mode of essence. <laughs>